Okay, everybody, welcome back to another episode of the Figure It Out podcast with me, Chandler Collins, College Football Edition. It's back. The Wiseman twins are here with us after taking a one week hiatus. Awesome to have them here, Rhett and Riley. Let's start with Rhett. Rhett, how you doing, buddy? I'm doing great. The college football season's winding down. It's gonna get interesting. It's gonna get very interesting. Just two weeks left. Let's go, baby. Let's go. College football. How you doing? I'm great, man. Uh, We're gonna we're gonna talk about the uh, the top four that was released on Tuesday, late Tuesday night after that lucky Michigan State double overtime game, which was phenomenal. We're gonna talk about. Yeah, great game. We're going to talk about who we think are, are the best receiver in the country is. And then we each have three little matchups we're going to have our eyes on this weekend, so we'll get to all of it before we do. Riley, how are you, brother? Uh-oh, is he frozen? <laughs> we're on this, Zoom. The this time. matchup, oh, the, the, <laughs> the, the matchup this week. I've been waiting for all season, and I, and I'll I'll get to it. I'm not going to say it yet, but I'm ready for, for to explain this matchup. But I'm doing good. Awesome, awesome to hear. Uh, glad you guys are with me this evening. Let's get right into it, guys. Let's not waste any more time. Uh, let's get let's talk about the uh, the college football playoff rankings that came out. Uh, I don't think there are many surprises, in my opinion. No, um, it kind of was a boring late release of the rankings. Everybody kind of figures. <laughs> going to be in my opinion curious yeah. to hear what you guys think but georgia number one ohio state two michigan three tcu four we'll start with georgia being the number one team they go on the road this weekend to play kentucky real quick Rhett, give me your thoughts you think any I, for the bulldogs here i don't think they'll have an issue but i mean they can't look past kentucky they can't look past them because kentucky's yeah. not they're not an awful team but I don't think they'll have any trouble with them because, I mean, Georgia went, they beat Tennessee. I mean, the spread isn't that good. I mean, yeah. which it shouldn't be. It's but, like, like in all, in all major categories, Georgia's leading, but they can't just look past them. But I don't think Kentucky will have any problem with them. The good thing about this game for Georgia is that they play Georgia tech next week. So like, What's really to look past, you know? Like, their next big game is going to be the SEC championship game, which is two weeks away. And Will Levis stinks. What He's is a bomb. issue? He's a bomb. Will Levis. A bomb. Will Levis should not be allowed to play in the NFL. If this, <laughs> man gets drafted, if this man gets drafted in the first round, I'm sorry to tell you, he's done. Their, their team is done. Yeah, I mean they they project him like that just because I've I really think because of his measurables. I mean he he looks like an NFL quarterback, but he doesn't yeah. play like one. <laughs> um, so let's move forward to number two Ohio State. They go on the road to play Maryland. Wow, one and two on the road this weekend. So you know those places are going to be jonesed up, looking to save their season, have some sort of positive um, outcome on their season. I mean Maryland isn't a horrible team, but they're not. Nope. The, I mean they're six and four. Um, yeah, I, I don't think there is much of an issue here for Ohio State. I do kind of question where Ohio State's playmakers have been. Uh, I, I we're gonna probably talk about Marvin Harrison Jr. coming up here in a second, but the uh, I believe which running back got hurt for Ohio State was it Travion Henderson? They lost him yeah. last week. He got it was up. uh, yeah, it was so, Travion. 
there's some no. things. I think it so. Was, it was Trevion? I believe. I thought so. Oh, okay. I, I'm, I believe it was him. Um, but like I said, they're kind of missing some weapons. They are a prime candidate to overlook Maryland with Michigan right around the corner next week. Yes. Riley, Riley, talk to us about this game. Oh, oh yeah. Oh, yeah. So, I mean, Maryland is not nothing to overlook. I mean, Tulia is playing pretty good. They have some weapons. Their defense isn't doing bad. So, I'd say, oh, like, on my – the spread's like – is it 20.5 or 18 something? I think I actually have, or I thought that was the spread. I actually have Maryland covering the spread this week. Wow. Yeah. I can see I it. Think, I can see it. I think Ohio's, I mean, Ryan Day is a good coach, and I don't think he'll overlook any game, but I think they're going, <laughs> I think they're going to be, <laughs> I think they're going to be looking towards Michigan since that's like, that's their that's their season. Their season depends on next week. So I uh, watch out for Maryland. I'm not saying they're going to win, but watch out. A hundred percent, and it is my, it is Ohio State is favored by 27 and a half points. That's that yeah, is a much. ton. That's too much. That's, that's why too- that's why I have them covering. Maryland is plus two thousand to win. If you put a dollar on that, I believe you win twenty dollars. <laughs> That is math, crazy. Math is that's, perfect. That's unbelievable. Let's uh yeah, so math. both of those games, number one and number two, play at 230. So you're gonna have mm-hmm. to split screen that somehow because it could be a huge day for number one and number two. Let's go to number three, Michigan Wolverines. They play at eleven a.m. So we'll get to see them, see what they do before either of those two teams kick off. They have the most difficult game that we've talked about, in my opinion, so far. First of all, Illinois unranked seven and three. That does not happen very often. Uh, and, they're, and they're going to the big house, and they have been a very decent team this year. Um, they lost a tough game last week to Purdue, who's just a nasty opponent. Didn't love the spot. Weather was awful. Uh, yeah. At 11 a.m. kickoff and a sleepy Ann Arbor for the number three team. <laughs> country are they going to be up for little illinois i don't know i don't know what do you think i see i don't think this is the the hardest one i think illinois is overrated i mean they lost they lost to Purdue. i agree they lost to michigan state and then earlier on in the season they lost to indiana like yeah they've got their seven and three but like look who they've beat i mean they beat wyoming which is not too good. Virginia, yeah. they beat Virginia. They beat Chattanooga. They barely beat Iowa. They beat Nebraska. I think their most impressive win is against Wisconsin or Minnesota. But like, that's not that's not like all they beat a a, a big time team, you know. So I personally think yeah. Illinois is overrated. Let me, like, let me let me say something about this game. Two weeks ago, we were on here, and I was. And we were talking about Clemson and stuff, and we're talking about the ACC. And Chandler, you've you've said this. You said that the the ACC is overrated, and and I was like, I don't know. Don't write them off just yet. But I agree with you now. Illinois wow. was ranked. Syracuse was ranked. NC State was ranked, and they're all just kind of crapping out. So, wow. I mean. I think Michigan will have a heyday. 
listen to this for the listeners these two have been on here this is their second time and they're finally figuring it out (laughs) chandler is right i would be saying this about the acc it is the most overrated power five conference i think the pac-12 top to bottom is better than the acc yes i agree yeah Let's wrap up the uh, let's wrap up the college football rankings here with number four TCU. Um, gonna be an awesome awesome game for them. Um, trying to find the game real quick so I can talk to you guys about it. They play Baylor at eleven a.m. Yeah, I'm a little nervous for this game too for TCU. Oh How many yeah, times are they gonna play these rivals? They go to Texas. They win. They barely beat Texas Tech. Now they got to go to Baylor. They every game they've won, and I've been a big TCU proponent. I want them to make the playoff. I like the Big Twelve. I think they are a really good team and has some really good talent, like Quentin Johnston, who we might oh, yeah. talk about here in a second. No foreshadowing, <laughs> but it's a tough spot for TCU. And now that I really think about it, this could be the toughest game of the top four. Because Baylor, coming off an embarrassing loss last week to K-State at home, they get a chance to redeem themselves. Uh, and their defense is pretty damn good. But it's, yes. it's going uh, to be an interesting matchup for sure. What do you guys think, Rhett? We'll start with I you. Think, I think this is the the hardest out of the, the top four. I mean, Baylor is a solid opponent. I mean, they've beat Kansas. They've beat um, Oklahoma. I'm not saying, like, those are, like, top tier, but, like, They've beat some talented teams. Like, they, yep. they beat Texas Tech. They did lose to, to K-State, like you said. They got pretty whooped by them. But Baylor's Baylor has some talent on both sides of the ball, and I think this could – I think this game's going to be close. I think it's going to be the closest out of the top. Baylor is a two-and-a-half-point favorite. So, even with the number – Baylor? 14, yeah. Or is me, it a, a, a two, Two and a half point underdog. Sorry. Okay. But with with that number being so close, I think Vegas is like this is going to be a pretty difficult game for the number four team, undefeated team in the country. So I think I like what you said, Riley. What do you got? Well, uh, I think Baylor. Yeah, they 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 their losses are they they lost to K State. They lost to they lost to BYU when BYU is still considered good in the year so uh, you can't you can't write them off on that loss totally but i think i agree that that baylor baylor is it it can it can hurt you it can they can i feel like their their defense just just they're great they're grinded out players i mean they're i i feel like this is nothing tcu i want tcu to win i mean Last week, I don't know if you gave the Weisman Award of the Week or not on your podcast, but it, for me, it, it was it, for me. In my head, it was thinking. I was thinking if TCU wins to if TCU wins Texas, then they should they should win. So, but I don't know. I don't know. Baylor's tough. Baylor is really tough. That's uh, that's the top four. Absolutely love that. Great job, guys. Let's move forward. Wait, hold on. I got oh. I got one more thing to say. Okay. Um, Tennessee sitting at five, LSU sitting at six. Nine and one Tennessee, eight and two LSU. Do you see it flipping around? Like, say say they all win. I know Ohio State versus Michigan next week, but 
Can do you think what do you think about like Tennessee and LSU? I think that Tennessee is in a phenomenal spot because they don't they're not going to have to play the SEC championship game and the it's probably going to be LSU and Georgia. So LSU is going to lose again. So that takes them out of the contention, in my opinion, big time. Um, and then you look at the Ohio State Michigan game. The loser of that game is out, and I think, think I think Ohio State's out if they lose, and they could easily yeah. lose, which is weird to say, but like whichever one loses that game, they're out. So, so you think whoever loses Ohio State and Michigan, Tennessee jumps in there? That's what you're I, saying? I think so. I would, even, I would think. Even even if, um, uh, well, what if what if it's a close game though? That's like what if it's for, like which for Ohio State for Ohio State in Michigan? What if oh Michigan loses by three? Ohio State loses by three? Doesn't matter. So the strength yeah. the schedule that Tennessee plays is way harder than the Big Ten. Yeah, I agree. I and agree. then and then one more thing, one more thing. What if LSU beats Georgia? Wow. If LSU, if LSU beats Georgia in the championship, I think Georgia stays in and Tennessee is still in. That's how it should be. Will it be? I don't know. Because Tennessee went to Baton Rouge and boat raced LSU. It was like 42 to 10. Yeah. Well, so, like, so, you're so, so you're saying L, you don't think LSU can get in? That's what you think? I without, without like, don't. They, mm. I mean, they lost to Florida State. Yeah. That yeah. was I mean, like their res like I impressive wins. Big they big win against Bama. Um did they they ended up beating L, uh, Ole Miss, correct? Yes. Uh yeah. They went mm. on the road in a sleepy Fayetteville last week and beat Arkansas. Yes, mm. but Arkansas is not that good and I'm sorry at the end of the day I, they won't leave out the SEC champion though. So that could be the that could be the the media bias in my opinion, but they should so, get in if they win. I, I I just don't see it. So oh we're God. all in a, we're all in agreement that winner of Big Twelve and Big Twin and Big Ten get or if T, I mean if TCU wins out they get in and winner of Big, of Michigan and Ohio State get in and then it's 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 two SEC teams. Is that what we're saying? Yeah, yeah. I think if if TCU wins out. It should be Georgia, Ohio State, or Michigan, um, Tennessee, and TCU. TCU. Yeah. I agree. I think that would be really sick, honestly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, think I really agree. Sick. Yeah. Okay, yeah, let's get to our uh, let's get to our favorite receivers in the country who we think is going to win. I don't know what this award's called. I think it's called the uh, like hmm. The Bolitnikov Award, maybe, right? Yeah, I think yeah. I didn't. I didn't want to say it because I didn't know how to pronounce it, but I think that's right. I think that's what it is. I think it's the Fred Bolitnikov Award, and <laughs> it is awarded to the nation's best receiver. I'm going to go first. I'm a Big Twelve guy. I already have stated that, and I would love to see this award land in the Big Twelve, and I think it has a decent chance with a guy named Quentin Johnston of TCU. He has an unbelievable combination, size, speed, has willed his team to some victories, is a huge focal point on his offense, and and I don't really need to say much more than that. I think that he's, he is one of, is uh, he's my winner for the Fred Bolitnikoff Award. 
let he's me also, say something. Let me say also, something. Oh, you uh, go, you go, you he's go. Also, he's also been injured, and he's got good numbers, even though he's missed two, three games. Yes. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. So, he's, he's your number, you're saying he's the best. He is the best receiver in the country. Uh-oh, Rally. Are you guys both frozen? Oh, they're both frozen. Oh, no. You guys are both <laughs> frozen there simultaneously. Are you back? Yeah. Okay, yeah. good. There we go. We got you back. Okay, um, let me. Yeah, go ahead. Red, let me say go. something on, on Johnson. I I think he's a phenomenal receiver, but I don't see him winning the award just because his stats aren't as good as somebody else, as yeah. other people in the nation. But I do think he's a phenomenal receiver. I think he's he's got a great great build, great size. His hands and his are are incredible. He kind of reminds me of Mike Williams, kind of. Yeah, that is a good comparison. He's he's an NFL receiver, 100%. Yeah, but he's, he's I ready. don't know if he can win the award just because he doesn't have the numbers of some of these other receivers. But I think he's still a phenomenal athlete. I think he's going to have a great career. Yeah. Riley, give us your favorite receiver. Okay, I, I went my best, best receiver right now is Jalen Hyatt for me. Mm, on, on, that's a on really Tennessee. good one. He's got he's got 15 touchdowns I think and he's like and he's he's got a thousand, he's like he's top 5 for yards. He's top 5 for yards I, I, if I'm not mistaken. 6 for yards with 1116. Okay, and he's got he's got 15 touchdowns and leading nation leading 15 touchdowns. Nation leading and Nobody props to him because Xavier Tillman goes down and somebody's got to step in for Tennessee. Jalen Hyatt just just draft stock up. Draft stock went way up Think from so. this year. Yeah, I mean just yeah. just this year at Bama though, I wasn't really sold. But yeah, transfer to Tennessee, I'm sold. I, you know, I think I really do love his speed. He is lightning fast. Yeah. yeah. I'm, I'm gonna say, I'm go gonna, I'm, I'm gonna go, and then I just went top three. My second, Marvin Harris. Whoa, 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 whoa! Let me go my first one first. Okay, okay, okay boy. Okay, boy. Okay, boy. Go ahead, boy. <laughs> Chandler, you had Johnson. Yeah, Riley, you had Hyatt. Johnston. Johnston. Yeah, Johnston. Okay, my bad. My bad, Quentin. No, you're good. Just Mine is. Mine is Marvin Harrison Jr. from Ohio State. He is yeah. – he's Ohio State has the best receivers in the nation. Mm-hmm. And I know Smith and Jigba is down, and Marvin Harrison really stepped up with uh, Smith and Jigba going down. And I think that is a major reason why I'm – I know Ohio State has Fleming and um, Ibuka, but, like, he stepped up in a big way with uh, Smith and Jigba going down. Yeah. Also, also uh, Mike got – might I add from Marvin and Hyatt both their receptions, like there are only around 60 receptions and they've got, and they've done that much. Yeah. So like, yeah. That's impressive. Marvin's, Marvin's about to crack 1000 yards. He's at 969. He's got 11 touchdowns. So, I mean, he's, he stepped up in a big way, big, big way. Yeah. Yeah. Those are good receivers. I think all three have a really good chance to play a lot of snaps on Sunday. 
And I think all three of them have a pretty decent chance to win the award. Riley, did you have more you wanted to talk about? I just wanted to say, I just want to say my top three. And I, I had Marvin at, at, I had Marvin at two. And then I know he doesn't play, this receiver doesn't play the competition, but he's still done pretty good. And my third is Xavier Hutchinson from, from Iowa State. Okay. okay. Yeah, he's got, he's got, he just cracked a thousand yards. It's like I think like a thousand forty, a thousand fifty. But he's leading the league in receptions with ninety-seven receptions. Wow! wow. So I know that. Yeah, he he knows how to get open. So I I've got him. I've got him kind of like my my dark horse. Like yeah. Now wait, who did you say? Who did you say for number two? I said um, Marvin. I had Marvin Harrison for number two. He doesn't okay. even have Quentin in there. Here's a no. Here's a guy that we left out that I would like to add in, and we'll move on here to to wrap up the show. Um, Xavier Worthy from Texas. Yeah, Xavier Worthy's doing good. That guy. That guy is super athletic, and I think he has a legit chance to play on Sundays. I don't think he's going to win the award, but I think. With Bijan being on Texas, he gets overlooked a ton as for how important he is to that offense, in my opinion. When you have a young yeah. quarterback like that, like Quinn Ewers, you've got to have a guy that you can throw the ball to consistently, and he is definitely that guy for Texas. Yeah. Let's, yeah. Uh, let's wrap up the show, boys, with our matchups. I love this little segment here we've been doing. Um, you know what? Let's uh, let's start with Riley. Riley, get. I want you to take us through your matchup here, and then me and Rhett will pick who we want to win. I've been waiting for this all week. At beginning of the year, I always I always pick my five best matchups that that I want to see. And my my top 3 were well, I thought, you know, some teams are going to be better than what they turned out to be, but I I thought Oklahoma and Oklahoma State were going to be really good. They kind they both kind of, you know, they're kind of iffy. Right. And then I I had uh, Alabama Georgia in the, the SEC championship that I wanted to to watch, but not going to happen, whatever. But this matchup I wanted to see, UCLA and USC. I think this matchup is very, very interesting. You got the, you've got the 8-2 Bruins and then the 9-1 the uh, Trojans. 9-1 Trojans. Trojans. So, yeah. And UCLA is ranked 16 because they had that that devastating loss to Arizona. That's pin. It's a it's a tra- it was a trap game through and through. You got yeah. Arizona, and then you got USC. That's just a trap game all the way. Yes, but uh, UCLA, they're both both losses are to are um, in the in their conference. They had they lost to Arizona. And then they lost to uh, Wash or they lost to Oregon, and UCLA USC. Not a bad loss. Yeah, not a bad loss. USC lost to uh, to Utah, I think. Yeah, yes. you you lost to Utah, and UCLA beat Utah. But the thing I want to point out is UCLA notable wins. They beat Rain to Washington, which Washington, you know, kind of iffy. I and mean, they, they beat Oregon last week, though. Washington yeah, did. yeah, that's true. So don't overlook them. And they beat Utah. USC has only beat, in my opinion, 
Oregon State, who's the, any team that's that's worth a darn. Yeah. In their schedule. I agree with that. So, I mean, and everybody was so hyped, you know, Lincoln Riley and all the Jordan Madison and Caleb Williams, all these people coming. But I want to I wanna break down the matchup a little bit. You got UCLA is is 37th ranked passing offense, and USC is 10th. But UCLA is 8th ranked run, rushing offense. USC is 41st. So they're kind of flipped on passing and running. They're, they're pretty close. Mm-hmm. So, and then you got the, their defense. UCLA is, is 102nd ranked on passing defense, which isn't oh. that good. But, <laughs> but. Isn't, isn't that good. <laughs> no, no but, it's, really, it's stinky. <laughs> <laughs> but USC is 97th ranked passing offense. So they're pretty close. But the thing that I think that sets that sets this team apart is their their red zone their red zone defense UCLA is 124th ranked red zone defense in the nation Whoa. that is horrible Whoa. they only they only they're only um they only have an 8% stoppage rate in the nation that is horrible USC on the other hand USC is ranked 18th in red zone defense, and they have a 24% stoppage rate. So that's I think like UCLA better they better pick up their defense. But I mean both both QBs playing pretty well. DTR Dorian Thompson Robinson playing well. He's got like 20 I want to say around 20 something touchdowns or something. Or I mean. I think it's I think it's somewhere around there. Caleb Williams also doing well. Zach Charbonnet has has does he have over a thousand yards or it's like eight hundred yeah. over a thousand? I think it's over a thousand. Yeah, over a thousand. Yeah. yeah. Then you got Jake Bobo for the UCLA doing well. Jake Bobo. <laughs> then you got Jordan Addison. <laughs> Mario Williams coming back for USC this week. So look at that. But then I also want to look at um, defense. USC, I, I don't know how to pronounce this, but the guy's name, he, he'd been doing great. It's like Tulia Tulipa Tu. Uh, so it's tu, like tu, an, islander, an islander name. Yeah, Tuli tu, Tulipa Latu. Okay. That's, his, that's, 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 my, that's my best try at it. But he's leading good. the nation. In sacks, I think he's got like twelve or eleven point five. So he's doing great. Mm. He's he's good. He's yeah, good. I okay. I now, and then no no you, you you go you go. Well, I, I was gonna I was gonna transition into who Rhett was gonna pick. So you finish up your point, and then we'll do that. I I I was gonna say um I think the all all year long my dad. Has been has been saying UCLA is not good. UCLA is not good, and and I want him. I want UCLA to prove him wrong. So even though I think USC has the has the upper hand, I think UCLA is going to win. But it's going to be a dog fight. Rhett, your pick. I, I mean, this game has major Pac-12 um, complications on it. Yeah. Oregon's Oregon's now lost to. UCLA's now lost two. USC's lost one. 
So I would like to see – I think UCLA is going to win, and I would also like to see them win because then you got both – all three of those teams with two losses. But so, Oregon plays Utah this week. Yeah, which so, is mm, – yeah, so which this no game's for, got no foreshadowing, but we might talk about that here in a second. <laughs> I and I, I think the one reason why UCLA, UCLA win is DTR. I think he's an underrated QB. He can hurt you in the passing game and the rushing game, and I think he's going to be the difference maker. UCLA, UCLA wins by one score. That's what I'm saying. So we'll finish with my pick, and I think you two are fools. Um, this game to me, absolutely comes down to the quarterback battle. And I really do – I like Dorian Thompson-Robinson. I, I agree. Really, I think he's a really good quarterback. But I think Caleb Williams is that much better. And this is an absolute shootout between two teams that don't like each other and the Trojans have the better quarterback, and I'm taking USC. No, no, DTR, DTR. Let me, remind, let me remind the listeners, last week, both of you two yahoos picked Tulane, and I picked UCF. Oh, now, my. When I have my back against the wall, I typically tend to perform better. I guess <laughs> so, we'll see. I guess we'll yeah, see. We'll, we'll, guess see. we'll see. We'll see. USC is going to win this football game. Brett, your matchup, okay. brother. Mine is number 14th, Ole Miss versus Arkansas. Ole Miss, 18, uh, eight and two. Arkansas is five and five. Not as good as I thought Arkansas would be. Five and five, like, if you they lose it, Jefferson. they're below 500. But Arkansas coming off a loss to LSU, 10 to 13. But I. Their back KJ Jefferson didn't play, but their their backup did not do good at all. Um, their they played was, two different ones. Yeah, they played two different uh, quarterbacks, and I'm surprised LSU didn't beat them by more. But um, that's that's a story for a different time. Arkansas's fifth in the SEC West. They've lost their last two games to LSU and Liberty. Ole Miss Ooh. coming off of a very close loss to Alabama, twenty four to thirty. And Ole Miss was in control a lot of that game. So yes, they were. I think they, they showed something there. Um, but I don't think – I still think this thing, this game is going to be competitive because I think K.J. Jefferson coming back, I don't – the problem is I don't know how healthy he's going to be, but his status is probable. But I, I think this is going to be a really good game. And um, – uh, there's one guy that has been playing under the radar all season long. And his name, he's a freshman uh, Ole Miss running back from Pike Road High School in Alabama, Quinshawn Judkins. He's the, the – Never heard of him. <laughs> well, that's why, because he's severely underrated. His stats, listen to these stats. 1,171 rushing yards. Wow. 205 attempts, so they, they'll feed him. 15 rushing touchdowns. That's only three behind the leader. Wow. Like, this guy is flying way under the radar. Nobody's talking about him. And he's, he's, he's only a freshman, so I feel like this, this man can be a – you watch out for him for, for years to come because he's 
I think he's going to be really good. And they love to run it to him. He's, I'd say, probably the best freshman running back this year, in my opinion. Well, and we nobody's to, ever heard of him. We need to throw a flag on ourselves because no, none of us even thought to put him on our best running backs list. Okay. I just got it. That's a flag on the play by you, boy. If anybody's flying under the radar, it's Arkansas's running back, Raheem Sanders. He's got close to 1,200 yards, and he's got, like, like, he's got, like, close to 10 times. It's like seven. So, I, so he has like, Raheem Sanders has, has 1,147 yards and seven touchdowns. So, the touchdowns aren't there, but he still has a lot of yards. Okay, not saying he's good. I'm just saying this, this guy is flying radar here, and I think um, I'm not big. I'm not real big on Jackson Dart. I don't know if you guys are, but I'm not that big on him. But I am high, and Chandler knows this. I'm high on KJ Jefferson. Uh, I really uh, like KJ Jefferson. <laughs> I think Bradley, he is. Yeah. Your pick, brother. Um. Well, I'm also a KJ Jefferson fan. Yeah. He's got 23 touchdowns, so not bad. His yards, his passing yards is not there. He's only got like 1,900 and something. So, but I'll, oh, oh, the way good. Arkansas has been playing, <laughs> I I just, he hasn't been playing that as well as expected, but I got to go Ole Miss easily. Easily Ole Miss. I'm not. I don't mind Jackson Dart that much. I think he's a really good quarterback for Ole Miss. Um, he was not going to do anything past college, but he's a good college quarterback. Um, and Arkansas obviously has issues at quarterback right now. Um, obviously, even if KJ Jefferson plays, I don't think he's that spectacular. Um, I think it's Ole Miss all day as long as they show up and take care of business. Now, I will say this: Fayetteville's a tough place to play. And they're gonna want to be all uh, Ole Miss big time. That's a that's a pretty decent rivalry. Um, so Ole Miss has to bring it, but I'm gonna take the Rebels. Here's here's my pick, and I chose this game because I think Arkansas is gonna pull this upset. That's why I chose this game, and wow. I think wow. I think, I think they win. I think they win because of Arkansas's defense, and there's two people I want to point out: Drew Sanders and Bumper Pool. Yeah. They're both outstanding linebackers, and I think they make the difference. Arkansas wins in a close one. That's what I'm saying. I love it. I absolutely love it. Here we go. But we will, um, uh... can is is KJ Jefferson playing? He's probable. He's probable. So you're saying even if he doesn't play, you're still picking the upset. <sighs> Arkansas. No. Uh, yeah, let it ride. I love that. It actually kind of makes me want to cheer for Arkansas, but I'm sticking with Ole Miss. <laughs> Let's wrap up the show. My matchup of the week to close out the Figure It Out pod. By the way, before I announce what it is, as we are recording this right now, CMO 20, EIU 24. CMO leads 2-1, to one, so we're in the fourth set and probably about ready to go to five, so I'll keep you guys posted as we move along here. My matchup of the week, number 10, Utah, goes to number 12, Oregon, sticking out west uh, with Riley. Um, it's uh, This is going to be an interesting game. I'm yeah. very curious in this game to see how Oregon responds. I think this is – I think it's a perfect recipe for Oregon 
because they are back at home. I think if this game was in Utah, Oregon would get slaughtered after losing the way they lost to Washington last week. That end of the game could not have been more poorly managed <laughs> than, I mean, I'm not kidding you. It was very poor. And I don't think that's indicative of Oregon at all. I think that's just one of those instances where it just didn't work out and you just kind of got it wrong. I think Oregon bounces back here. They're two-point underdogs at home. They're averaging 527 total yards of offense per game. 527 averaging, guys. That is wow. insane. It's a lot. And, and Utah is averaging 327 yards given up, so I don't see that slowing down at all. Bo Nix is playing at an unbelievable level. And had they beaten Washington, I think he's up there around the Heisman talks and at least an invite to New York. I'm not saying he's going to win it, but he has I mean, 219 completions. Bo Nix. Two hundred and nineteen completions on three hundred attempts for two thousand seven hundred seventy-five yards, twenty-four touchdowns, and five picks. That's an invite to New York type stat line. Yeah, I think that they honestly get Alton Stadium rolling on a Saturday night at nine thirty p.m. Central, seven thirty out there. And I think number 12, Oregon, beats Utah at home. And I think they're going to play USC in the Pac-12 championship game. Um, so, we'll I, see. I got, a, I got a question. What okay. is the Pac-12 standings right now? Uh, that's a good question. Let's go look at them. Um, okay, Pac-12 standings right now. USC is 7-1. and one, Oregon is 6-1. and one. Utah is six and one. So this is a gigantic game. The winner of this is probably going to play in the Pac-12 championship game, more than likely. But say uh, – oh, go ahead. I, Bo – last year, Bo Nix was Bo Picks. So what a turnaround – what a turnaround from Bo Nix might have to add. I mean, he's uh, doing great. Mm-hmm. I mean, he's he's given – he's given – He's spreading the ball around to every everyone. So no, you're absolutely right. Um, he he's completely revamped his career. I mean, people wrote him off so fast. And same with Michael Penix, the yeah. quarterback of Washington. He had that unbelievable yeah. COVID year for Indiana, I believe, in 2020, and then in 2021, Indiana and him were awful. Yeah. And now he goes to Washington, and they're pretty. They're Washington's not a bad team. They just beat Oregon. Yeah. No. Um. It's uh, it's gonna be a great game in Eugene this weekend, and I can't wait to watch it. I have a feeling that's gonna be a really cool uniform matchup too. Really yeah. cool. Um, so I'm gonna pick yeah. Oregon. I'm gonna pick Oregon. Um, no issues about it. Rhett, your pick. Coming off the the first loss of the season, Georgia slaughtered Oregon, and I was and I was not high on Oregon, but after watching Bo Nix play in this Oregon offense, I'm saying Oregon. I'm saying Oregon, and I'm saying Oregon just doesn't barely beat Utah. I'm saying Oregon kind of not like murders them, but I'm saying they win by a good amount because I'm not really high on Utah. I know Utah beat USC, but I I just think they're kind of a, a so-so team, I guess, but 
they're still a, a good team, but I think Oregon kind of kind of rides over them. That's what that's my pick. I'm saying Oregon by at least two touchdowns. Love it, Riley. Um, Oregon's been playing great. Troy Franklin, I think's his name, the wide receiver for Oregon, doing pretty well. I was I I agree. Oregon lost to Georgia, and I was like, oh, Bo Nix, he's he's still Bo Picks. No, sir. Exact exact no, opposite. Sir. I I got to ride with Oregon, and contrary to you, I think Oregon's going to play UCLA in the Pac-12 championship. I love it. I love the banter. What an episode. Um, we're back next week, boys, for our last episode of the regular season, and then we'll have, probably have to have a really big bowl season episode. Oh, yeah. Whenever we yeah. figure out all the bowls, we'll go through. We'll just pick every single one. It'll be a lot of fun. I um, got uh, – um, final, final Wiseman word, right? We need Wiseman, there. Wiseman word, of the, word of the week, word of the day, okay. whatever you want to call it. I'm going to say the word, see if you guys know who I'm referring to. Okay. Okay. The uh, the word the word is Chardonnay. Talking about Zach Charbonnet? Yes, yeah. sir. Short after UCLA wins, because on the backs of Zach Charbonnet, they're gonna be they're gonna be drinking some Chardonnay after that win. Probably not. Probably too high class for college kids. But <laughs> I think UCLA is gonna pull this off, and and I'm gonna bring in some Chardonnay into the office on Monday. Chandler. Wow, I like it. If, if that's the case, I will drink the Chardonnay on Monday if that happens. But you, you guys are really forgetting that Caleb Williams exists. So yeah, he's, still a great, he's still a great kid. Fight on. Um, and as we wrap up the podcast here, EIU takes the fourth set, 28-26. Simo fought back, but uh, EIU takes the fourth. And we're going to the fifth here. So you guys, uh, you guys should honestly, honestly turn that on. I appreciate you guys time. Had a good time. We'll talk to you guys next week. Okay. See y'all later. Peace.